Why don't really be shooting all the commercials at his house? That'd be the craziest part. Like, if you seen the AT&T commercial, like, you could see the pool in the back. It's just like... It makes sense. It's rich. Like, we don't need a studio. Just pull up. It's like, how you just pull up, though, and make it look like a different commercial every time, and it just got to go cool. Nigga said, put a different light here, and we're going to make it look like a whole new crib. Whole time, niggas just in a different yeah. wing of the house. Polo boots, ballet shoes, sipping goods, give me loose, sipping straight, don't need juice, buy your thought a hundred proof. Millie rod, then I juke, all my diamonds look like Casper, yeah, they spoils, hundreds blue, hella green on with my fruit, mm-hmm, I taste good. Yo, bitch, wanna fuck on me, she say yo, nut, tastes like glue, what it do? Lost. Um, well, let's just preface it. 21 Savage that you all saw. 21 Savage Drake. They know what's coming. Dropped a music video for Jimmy Cook's um mid video. They announced um their next collab or their collab project, first collab project next week. Her loss. Okay, first of all, the title <laughs> The title has me thinking like <laughs> Are we about to hear like Twenty One Savage like simping on on a whole album, or is it gonna be some like spiteful kind of album, or is it not really gonna be about a woman at all? It's just gonna be a bunch of different records. Like that's where I don't know what's coming with this album. I mean, I'm excited. I feel like the Drake Twenty One collabs in the past haven't been horrible. I know Taj is a hater. Taj hates the the, the Drake Twenty One. But I hate uh, the dishonesty of everybody. I'm not mad like, at him. I saw somebody they announced it. And niggas was like, "It's about to be better than What a Time to Be Alive." I'm like, "Bro, come on." When was the last time a Twenty One <laughs> yeah. Savage verse? That's going way anything, too far bro. compared to Future. Yeah, not not What a Time. I, like I I like the Twenty One songs. I I think that they're good in like moderation though. I don't know if. Like, did we get, like, a track list? Do you know how long the album is? I don't want more than, like, 13 to 15 songs. Anything longer than that, it's going to be like, all right, this is a lot of music. Um, and I don't even think, because with What a Time, even, we kind of got that versatility of, like, the 30 for 30 freestyles and um, Diamonds Dancing while also getting songs like Jump Man, Live from the Gutter, Look Gutter um, Digital Dash, like, I don't know if we can get that versatility, that that variety with Twenty One and Drake. I mean, that's that's the perfect <clears throat> point. Let's just look back. So they've already done four songs together. Um, in order, oldest to newest, they did "Sneaking." Um, this was around the time of More Life. Drake, Twenty One Savage, "Sneaking." They did "Mr. Right." Yeah, they did "Mr. Right Now" on the Metro Twenty One project. Then they did "Knife Talk," obviously with Project Pat. On um, Certified Lover Boy and then Jimmy Cooks on Honestly Nevermind. So I think we consensus like sneaking is, is clearly the best, the most interesting of those collabs. Is that not definitive? Yeah, I take sneaking. Okay, so look, my, my real opinion for real, like objectively, I do like Knife Talk the best. I just, the chopper make him turn into a booty clapper line just kills the song for me. But outside of that, Knife Talk is like, it's a solid record. I'll take that over sneaking. It's solid, but Drake kind of got a snoozer on there. Like, 21 come with it, but, like, Drake. It's like, all right. Like, 
we let you get a I few I just like the Project here. Pat infusion. Oh, Night Talk got exposed to me live when we were at the Coliseum, and that shit came on. Everybody was, like, hyped for five <laughs> seconds. And then the song hit six seconds, and everybody was like, all right, next song, please. Yeah. <laughs> next song. That's true. I kind of I just wiped that whole concert, Drake's whole set, out of my mind, to be honest, outside of him performing 24. But that's a fair point. So... Y'all have sneaking as that's, the best. But I feel the opposite way about I feel the opposite way about Jimmy Cooks though. I think Jimmy Cooks, like I'm I'm not really feeling twenty one, but I think Drake murders it when he comes. Yeah, on. I agree. I agree. I, so I think that's the moral of the story. Like I think sneaking was the perfect balance. Uh, first of all, it was interesting. Like it had a clear, just feel to it. Like the whole spooky vibe, like real <laughs> sinister. The music video they sort of all stuck to that. And they both deliver great verses. So I think Yeah, the knife talk video is dumb as fuck. I forgot about that. Remember no, that knife talk video, no. bro? It was terrible. No, I don't actually. I thought you were talking about the Jimmy No, Club. the knife talk, bro. It was in like black and white and like it was just like videos of Drake dancing on like a porch and you know, through like a ring camera. It was like where the or like a security See, it was just a really weird. I don't think I ever seen a night talk video. It was weird. The sneaking video was fun. The sneaking video was fire with like the vintage, the vintage film. Yeah, yeah. But Taj think this is gonna be overrated. I don't know. I feel like we probably gonna get. I see the same trajectory, maybe like slightly more boosted, just because the fan base. I feel like us, uh, um, a little Dirk baby crossover like that plus. Like the voice of the heroes, like plus, like that's what this movie. It's a crazy comparison. How much did how much did voice of the heroes sell first week? I mean, like in terms of just like trajectory, like how I'm gonna run these songs. Like I feel like I still play voice of the heroes, but I'm never like going to voice of the heroes. Like I go back to like um what a time. I don't know if I'm gonna be going back to this one for so real. So voice of the heroes sold 150k <clears throat> first week. You think this is gonna do more than that or or less? If baby just sold two hundred, this gotta do it gotta do two fifty. Two fifty. I'm gonna come in at two fifty. Two fifty. What did honestly never mind do? Honestly never mind did two oh four. So Yeah, I'm gonna do two fifty. Ooh. I'm gonna do two fifty. That's possible. I like that. Voice of the Heroes. You think it's gonna be better or worse? Tom? Worse. Voice of the Heroes, you had Dirk coming off his best commercial album, baby coming off his best commercial album. 21 hasn't 21's best commercial album was 2018 we were in high school drake's last good solo rap album was what <laughs> come on <laughs> we were like 14 15 years old good solo rap album i like i like some of the dark rain right. demo <laughs> <laughs> but what if you're not getting that what if you're getting some flavors on here that's what i'm saying like you don't believe in it so you're not hopeful or like you're not you don't believe in a twenty-one comeback. I believe at all, in twenty-one. I just think that duo, the stock is inflated. Like even Jimmy Cooks, like niggas like Jimmy Cooks so much because it was what Bound Two was to Yeezus. It was the one sound you wanted on the album. It was like the one okay, regular one. You're going to like that yeah. song no matter what. That's true, but I also think Drake verse on Jimmy Cooks. Okay, is if that like, verse was surrounded by yeah. a bunch of rap on the rest of the project, would you have even noticed the verse? <laughs> yeah, niggas wouldn't care about Jimmy Cooks if that was on like a regular CLB. Even yeah, even. Still. I mean, fine, fine. I, I I do think this stock is a little bit inflated. I ain't gonna lie. I thought I thought twenty one stock was a little was a little bit inflated. Um, I didn't initially. I kind of felt 
victim a little bit. But I did realize, I'm like, all right. Like, when I really think about it, I'm like, he's had some just very well-timed, like, strategic, great verses that have just, like, sort of <laughs> kept them on, like, right. a, a nice, like, wave, you feel me, to the next one, if that makes sense. So, I don't know, but it seemed like when I doubt Drake, he might show up. <laughs> it's so like Tom Brady, yeah. Maybe this is good. <laughs> Um, maybe this is good. We'll see. We'll see what they're going for. But I don't know. Drake has done everything he could do at this point. It's just fun and games. That's what I'm saying. I don't have any expectations, to be honest. I think it'll be decent. I just want at least, like, give me three that, like, are really, really good to listen to. Damn, a whole project and you only asking for three? I just know how hard it is. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm kind of with Taj, where it's like, maybe I'm just thinking too narrow-minded but like i don't see that many variety it's like a rubik's cube that only had like two tooth cubes on each side you feel me it's like okay i can solve this in like 10 seconds like there's only but so many thing solutions that i can do with this little rubik's cube that's how the 21 drake feels as a combination i'm not saying individually they don't have a lot of flavors but when it comes to like them together i don't know like yeah, that's that's kind of my take. I'm I'm excited though. Like, I'm definitely gonna press play at nine o'clock. Getting your first listen on Friday. Right. You got Smino, you got Lancey Foe, you got. I mean, what else Kodak is coming Black. out? I mean, yeah, that's a big Kodak guy lately. Ah, uh, yeah, Kodak might get my first listen. To be honest, we'll see. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the, I'm gonna play the 21, Drake. 21 Drake is safe, so I'm gonna play that first. Then I'm gonna play Kodak. Then I'm gonna play Lancey. Smino can get played on you, Saturday. You don't want to get too high and then go to the 21, Drake? No, you, no, you no, no. I want to land. Like... I want to land on, like, Lancey, pause, Kodak album. I don't want to start. Why are we talking about Let's talk about this Smino hype. Like, no, I don't want to because I'm going to get disrespectful. <laughs> that's, what my, that's what I fear, too. But I'm just like, man, is there has there been a fall off? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. I don't even want to um, get into the Smino bag because uh, I fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna just take out my industry card and put it out because I won't speak on Smino. But shout out to Smino's team, everybody over at EQT. Salute. All right, go ahead. Let's do the commercials. Would you squat up? <laughs> Would you squat up with little baby? Or like, if if you were going to war, if you were like a soldier, and they told you like right before you go in, like like your last. Um, like the last bit of American culture you'll see is Lil Baby performing um Hey, telling you to squat up. Would would that be <laughs> would that motivate you? I don't know, Lil Baby funny though, bro. Uh he did the Vance Vance's reference in the, the Call of Duty commercial he did, which also featured like Nicki Minaj, Jalen Ramsey was on there. Like real real pop culture as commercial, real inclusive commercial trying to get everybody to hop on this fucking game. Um, but it's just funny, bro. Like, I don't know. I feel like the baby's sort of on that. Um, he like on that Travis Scott trajectory where um, <laughs> he just starting to get all these like just crazy pop culture collabs, and you can just see how just like it's just crazy to see how much rap has just like exploded past couple years. Like, even though it exploded, like you know, over time, like just seeing him do commercials with Call of Duty and shit is crazy, but. 
just a funny commercial I want to reference. I like the um, what is it? Is it do it like baby, where he like puts a munchkin, a Dunkin' Donuts munchkin into the camera, and when it comes back, it's like a full glazed donut. <laughs> it's like a YouTube short. Like, I'm telling you, he's on he's on a, an undeniable social media like press run right now. Whatever you want to call it, like digital campaign, whatever. QC really tightened up though. After Enrico started started going out, like they did the right thing though. Like again, just a great another great strategic move on behalf of of QC. Um, let's talk about another commercial, man. This one not even music related, but I just thought it was a host commercial. It actually made it probably made me call LeBron a ghost, son. <laughs> it is a, it is music related. It, it is a beast commercial, but it's like athlete. Anyway, Beast dropped the absolute brilliant commercial with obviously the best player. And when you got your best player, you want to put on your best culture performance. Did a commercial with him and his son really passing the torch. As you've been seeing, like, Bronny, he's famous. He's finna go to college next year. He already got the deal with Nike. He's got he's getting his own endorsements to NIL, like, got him straight. Um, but, you know, they did a little commercial one-on-one in the backyard. And, you know, they, they, hit all the, they hit all the ones. First of all, you seeing Brian, like, everybody's favorite player. He passing the torch on to his son. It's a real sentimental moment. It just be like, damn. He also, you could tell, like metaphorically, he passing on the legacy, the money, everything else. Like you know, shit that we aspire to do in the black community. Like you know, build something great and then pass that on. So it just, you know, it really bring a to the eye. It's like, man, it's a great commercial, bro. Really selling <laughs> me on beats. And then you know, every time, like every time they make a shot, it's like one on one. They dunking and shit. Like, a different song, like, the Edo play for Bronny, because it's, like, new school, wild, some, like, elegant shit playing for LeBron. It's just, you know, great commercial, bro. Um, yeah, I wanted to... They've been doing a better job lately. Oh, been getting more creative. I wanted to mention it, because, you know, we had a Yeet song, Tonka, playing in a Dick Sporting Goods commercial from maybe, like, six, five or six months ago. And that was kind of like a little mini pop culture moment. And then, you know, with this Beats commercial, Sofago, his new music was playing. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, Apple owns Beats, right? Yeah. And Apple also is like kind of working with Sofago right now in his release of his project, Pink Hearts. Yep. Um, so I thought the commercial was interesting for just like a multitude of reasons. Like everything Chance brought up in terms of like the legacy and the story of it. And then just like the and the sponsorship side of it in terms of Bronny with his beats in an NIL deal and Nike NIL deal. But also it kind of marking Sofago's return or like being a piece of the rollout. Because um, he also drops, what, four songs off of... Pink Hearts, I think they all dropped at the same time, right, Taj? Yeah, he dropped them on SoundCloud. Wait, that was a uh, Sofago song I was listening yeah, to? Yeah, that was Sofago. That wasn't Yeet? No. It's nowhere near Yeet. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what do you mean that's nowhere near Yeet? I don't know how you mistake that what? for Yeet. <laughs> it's not. It's Let not. me go back and listen to the commercial right quick. Or just the, that part. Yeah, you're right. That is Sofago. They got the same little beat style. Yeah, they have a lot of similar whatever. production, but... Definitely different, but um, I like Sofago. Yeah, like he did. He dropped four songs, 
Um, and then he had like a whole up next Sofago video that kind of like documents like his trajectory and you know the process of him signing the Cactus Jack and all that stuff. And Taj and I have talked about the fact that Sofago's kind of been what they say like in Travis's basement, locked away in the Cactus Jack uh, sweatshop. Um, and now he's kind of you know making his like he's kind of coming like. I don't even know how to say it, just, like, finally making his, like, blast onto the scene. He's coming into his own. Yeah, like, finally. Like, it's been some... People have been waiting for so long. Um, and the songs are fire. Like, he's got another one. There's one called Another One that I'm a fan of, and uh, for show. It's, like, probably my favorite on there. But I will say, I, I, I kind of feel bad for selling some of my Sofago stock. Like, I sold a decent amount of my Sofago stock, and it seems like the... Uh, the value is slowly climbing and might even spike in a minute. So definitely, I never sold. I kind of he was kind of like the summer. Like you have like well for me it would be like niggas outside all summer, and it would be like my mom would be like nah you can't go outside you gotta go to fucking summer camp, and I'd be like bro I don't want to go to summer camp and it's like I'm missing all these like everybody having fun over the summer. Then we get back at school and I'm like noticeably smarter than every other kid because I went to the summer camp versus just being outside. And it's kind of like what happened with Sofago. Like, everybody was dropping music, getting burnt out. And Travis Scott was like, no, nigga. Stay in a sweatshop. And now, like, all of these, like, Cardi Allsprings are pretty burnt out. Like, 90% of them. And here comes Sofago with the upgraded sound. So, I think it's good for Sofago right now. Uh, also, the up next thing is just hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, Sofago's been hot for, like, three years now. No, nigga said, uh, what? He's been up next since the Trump administration. <laughs> That shit had me weak, <laughs> but it's a fact. Like, I don't know why they called it up next. They should just found any other name, like any other name than up next. No, I looked it up. Like, they got like a history of just like labeling niggas up next when they've been here a minute. <laughs> so their whole up next series just shouldn't be called up next. Yeah, Burner Boy was up next in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like another another thing with the Sofago thing, like I don't know if y'all saw, but Bronny turned. Actually, I I don't even know. He might have turned eighteen, like a couple months ago, maybe a month ago. I don't know what age it was, but like a few days ago, I think. Nah, it was a while. It was a little, little longer than that, maybe a couple weeks. But but yeah, he had Sofago perform at the party. He had Sofago. Travis he Cat. had Travis. He had Jaleel. I think he might have had Mike Dimes perform as well, but. Nigga had a concert. He, he had a whole festival, and it was funny because like the mosh pit, it wasn't even a mosh pit. Like the crowd, it was literally just like sixteen to twenty of the homies, like just there, just like moshing. But it just looked mad funny because it just it looked like a mini festival, like some shit out of Sims or some something. Because like the stage was tiny, and it was just Braun on there and Bronny, and then like Chase B and Travis Scott, just all there, just doing their shit, but. I think the link between athletes and like rap artists specifically that we've seen, you know, like throughout, I think that's just going to like grow so much more in this new like social media age of like hoop mixtapes and artists previewing unreleased music on um, like prominent high school players, hoop mixtapes and stuff like that, like. My mind's blanking right now, but Bronny and Sofago is just like one example. Um, 
But even think of like Rob Four Nine doing a thing with the Saints. You know, his endorsement, his brand deal that he had a couple weeks ago. It's like I think that the link between sports and um, rap, or what you would kind of call the over encompassing kind of like quote unquote culture, I think is gonna just. I think we're gonna see a real interesting kind of like evolution with that, and at least like how it's represented in terms of like branding and. NIL and like all of that shit. Do you think it just be having like massive followings now? So it makes it pretty easy to do all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's like mad easy. It's not. It's not like a super big thing. Like I don't know if you saw. This is a little different because gaming is also kind of in that world too. But like Kai Sanat, who's like a prominent streamer, um, <clears throat> had a little baby on his stream a couple of days ago and. Yeah, I've never watched. I've never watched this. Yeah, I've never watched one of his streams, but I'm pretty sure he does crazy numbers, like millions, millions of views, like almost instantly. So, I just think the whole social media thing is is real interesting, and like kind of how we're seeing it throughout the different platforms. You know, little baby on YouTube Shorts, and then Kai Sinat's on like Twitch and stuff. So, it's all it's all it's all real interesting right now. But shout out Sofago. Excited for the album coming one November eleventh, Pink Hearts. Yeah, should we get it on her? Yeah, we can get another. Play um Dog Ass by Fredo Bang. I've been rolling all night. I'm off a pill. I got this bitch up in my spot calling me daddy. I'm trying to beat up your lip box, but I'm gonna kick you out the spot. If you ain't fucking, then you get to talking jazzy. Yeah, she a dog ass hoe. Yeah, dog ass hoe. Yeah, kitchen in your mouth if you a dog ass hoe. Yeah, she a dog ass hoe. I love a dog ass hoe. Yeah, kitchen in your mouth if you a dog ass hoe. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, badly bitch. I love to slut them out. Stop you with dick, this plan B gon' flush you out She play my songs while we fucking she ain't bobbin', she just moppin' I don't deal with attitudes, but I can try if she got the sloppy Ooh, I put dick on you, then I proceed to your friend Making songs while she go down, she drink my dick like some gin Might hit it wrong, it depends I been out, smell a scent Pussy good, credit good, this bitch might be heaven sent It's the biggest one, young boy and DJ drama dropped Sort of their little collab tape, Ma got a family Um... Young boys fit project in like the same amount of months, which is insane to say the least. But um, 19 songs, check it out. It's definitely a little bit of a departure from what you're typically this used to, with young boy. But you know, not that far. Did off. you like it more or less than the um, the other one that came out what a week or two weeks ago? I don't know. I like that he worked. He was working with DJ Drama here, so there was like a little bit more variety with. Sort of beat selection, um, production, and things of those. Hey man, you hey man. Things like so, that was, you know, something we've been asking for for a while on this pod. So that, I'm open. That to man it. you've been hating on went on there and did his thing. That man Yeet, come on, son. Yeah, he did do his thing. I ain't been hating on Yeet. You've been hating on Yeet before. I just ain't been dick riding. But, fair. <laughs> um. Fair. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the album a lot. Like. For some reason, the other Gangsta Girls tapes that we've gotten like the last year or like two years haven't really like hit. Like the taller one was cool, but even then it didn't feel like crazy. I feel like this young boy one almost was like the most authentic feeling one, if not for the um, Jeezy album, which I'll talk about in a second too. But yeah, it was a really, really, really strong project. Like 
I know we criticize Young Boy for dropping a bunch of music all the time and stuff like that, but I will say this release, this release was a potent one. Um, and shout out to the guys Ansel and uh, Mike. I think they produced one of the songs on the Young Boy project. So yeah, very strong project. Um, I wanted to bring up the Jeezy album because I never thought that I would be talking about and or enjoying listening to a a Jeezy album in 2022, going damn near 2023. Um, But he dropped his own Gangsta Girls tape with drama titled uh, Snowfall. And it's like, it's fire. I can't lie. Like, it's classic Jeezy. Like, the feel we got with, like, classic Jeezy, but the production doesn't feel, like, too far off and not too classic or too retro. It feels like kind of a refreshing uh, sound that, like, I don't know if it's just Jeezy in, in himself or, like, his self and, like, his style, or it's just that kind of style of, like, coke rap that's a little bit more aggressive and like less uh like you know how Pusha T like does the coke rap thing and and Freddie Gibbs but it's a little bit more like elegant and like rich sounding when they do it versus like a Jeezy is kind of a bit more in your face so that paired up with drama and the whole thing like really really solid album those were like probably the two main albums I listened to this uh this weekend yeah I heard a little I heard a little pocket said it's snowfall. I didn't get to get through the whole thing, so really no takeaways from me, but I did hear great things and a little bit I did hear. Um I guess sort of sticking to the rap side, we don't have to talk about these, but again, just for the listeners radar. Um Fredo Bang. Fire. Listen to him a little bit. He dropped his sort of trap ballad, UNLV. Um I knew about Fredo, but this is my first full project, sort of listening to him. I thought it was interesting, sort of. Bro, I never heard of him. Especially for the street nigga, like, he's real, um, he real melodic on the tracks, to say the least. Um, a lot of, like, singing, a lot of, sort of, like, vulnerability on the project, so, um. You heard the Giorgo track? That was, like, that was probably. I only got through, like, six or seven songs. That was probably my favorite uh, song on there. I didn't get through the full album either, but, yeah, that Fred O'Bang caught my eye, caught my ear last weekend. He's he's got some shit. We'll be revisiting, so check that out. And then I was really it on the hip hop side, unless you got some little smaller ones. I mean, I got some more, but nothing that I was gonna be interested in. So, um, Vance, you got any more on like sort of hip hop side, Tash? Then we could touch on R and B. No, I got nothing. Cool. All right. Um, should we should we dive into something else before we let's just touch the R and B side? All right. Um, then on the R&B side of things, we had uh, the biggest, you know, sort of R&B EP project this week, Too Late to Die Young, released by Sonder, five songs, oh, yeah. Brent Fiaz. about that. Tell me. Um. Better or worse than uh, Wasteland? I mean, it's five songs, and it's... Sorry. Not, not, I mean, not, 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 not in the grand scope. In terms of, like, did you feel more, like... Nah. Nothing nothing crazy. Nah, I wouldn't really I wouldn't really. I mean it was just a Sonder in a bag. This is not the best shit by no stress of imagination. Okay. So okay. isn't it really Is it worth a listen? Me, but should I should I even listen to it? Yeah, I would check it out. Especially if you like Sonder, but it wasn't really nothing crazy. Um whatever. Joyce Rice drop an E P motive. Super fire. Again, another five tracks. 
Um, Kay Trinata heavily involved. Worth a worth a listen, especially if you haven't heard her before. And then last one, I guess the biggest one for me, the one that was most interesting, was the Girls Night Out by Babyface. Wait, <laughs> not Babyface Ray, like the true, like the, like the uh, true baby original Babyface. Baby the original. He said baby that was face. the most interesting. <laughs> EP to you this week. <laughs> that was the most interesting one. This is we haven't heard from him in a while. You know, is he like one of the great R and B artists of all time? Um, is he like on a deal or like this is did he just wake up one day and was like I want to drop a project? I don't know what he did, but <laughs> it's like you remember the um the lucky day table for two mm-hmm. where it was just him and then he was going back it was and forth like on these one multimedia type project. of project, yeah, like some talking. It was almost it was almost in that bag. So like it's basically him and then he got features from it's important enough to feature here. Like Ari Lennox, Kaylani, Ella May, oh, Queen shit. Nigel, so Coco he, so Jones, Tiana uh, Major, <laughs> he got a, he, Tink, Baby Tate, Mooney Long, Seven Streeter, Dochi, on a, on and a few others. This is all on an EP? No, this is on a 12, 13 song project. Oh. So he must be and on his, like, produced, his, his like, executive producer almost, shit he's, damn near. Almost, yeah, yeah, almost. Because it's just like you definitely have, especially early on in the album, you definitely have like that... um. That baby face like signature, like his just signature flavor, you know, kind of what you're getting. Um, but you know, as we progress and you sort of start, like, you get your typical, like, all right, Ari Lennox, Kaylani, Ella May, like, even Queen Nigel, like, they all would fit pretty seamlessly on like a baby face track, like, cool. But then you get like a little later, you got like, all right, like Tiana Major, um, like Mooney Long, Seven Streeter, Tink, like. Even the Dochi, a little bit more interesting. So he definitely mixes in some like Fire. some newer flavors, um, a little bit more like upbeat, fast paced to like match the energy of like a Dochi, for instance. But if you really like R and B, especially, I think I just thought it was interesting to bring up just because people been talking about sort of one in that classic two thousands like golden era R and B sound Facts. or nineteen late nineties. I guess you get a little bit of that here with like a blend of like the new. Which is which is cool, um, so worth the worth the listen, especially if you like an R and B head. But that's it for the new music. Great little rundown. Yes, we can get it unheard. All right, I'll play a song by uh, Eam Triplin. This is called Just Friends. You can be my bitch again. You can be mine as a friend. I can't waste time telling bitches lies because they're gonna cry in the end. Tell one lie, that's another lie. You gotta back up. Man, I can't lie, I can't stand that. See a new rap, rubber band that. Girl, they sleeping on you like a Xanax. Reminiscing when I didn't have you. I was thinking how I was to have that. And it all falls in the end. You can't be my bitch again. It'll be fine if we're friends. You can be mine as a friend. And it all comes full circle. What you give, you get in the end. Long nights out with my kid. Days that I can't live again. I was never one to look for love. I was never one to do the drugs. I was only focused on my grind. Girlfriend, fucking up the vibe. I fly, fucking up the high. Even told you cause I couldn't lie. You can never say that I ain't try. Always tell me I'm the bad guy. I got one question for you, baby. Is your love money motivated? Would you like me if I didn't make it? Would you like me if I wasn't famous? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you see me coming out without you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say you won't see me, little baby. I'm with it, just give me the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all in my business, asking me about bitches that been in my place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life fuck up my face. Cause you said I was just your friend. And now you wanna be my girlfriend. All cousin nigga flourishing. Feel good when the table's turning. I'm flexed up with my burden. You know 
most real cause it's working. I can see you as a person. Know the real you in close curtains. Yeah. Viral tweet slash industry shit. It's kind of gonna, gonna mix this week. This is a tweet from Carl Sherry, who's kind of just the guy at Spotify when it comes to rap. Taj might know his like official title. Um, <clears throat> but he's the man over there. So he tweeted out, quote, is hip hop slipping? It's not chart dominant like it was from 2015 to 2020, but it's still number one. We've been here before. Nas said hip hop was dead in 06. The blog era followed. 2014 wasn't a great year. The streaming era followed. There's something revolutionary around the corner. So I'm sure probably what he's referring to is like the biggest concerts right now. We're seeing The weekend. We're seeing Bad Bunny. I talked about it a couple weeks ago on the pod, how like those are probably the two, some of the two biggest artists in North America right now. And then even globally, I'm sure there's like, you know, the Wiz Kids and the Ozunas and a bunch of Latin artists that are doing crazy numbers right now. Um, so yeah, why do you guys do you guys even agree that hip hop is slipping? I feel like I'm on the fence about it. It's like a yes and no type of thing, but I definitely see where he's coming from in terms of like world music taking over. And I don't know, maybe there's more just niches in hip hop to where like. Big artists, there's not too many A-listers anymore. There's just like a ton of B-listers, which is like a good thing. Who are the top chart-dominant rappers? Right now? Yeah. Like if you went to a function, you were hosting a very inclusive function, not just like for some cool shit. Like you want everybody to have a good time. Who would you play rap-wise? Chart-dominant rappers. So you're going to have your little babies. Drake, Doja Cat. Yeah, your Drakes, your Doges, you're going to have your Travises. I mean, I guess he hasn't dropped. Um, there's not a ton. Yeah, I think that's the point. Like, Lil Baby's the only one you named that was really valid. Drake just dropped a dance album. <laughs> Doja Cat, people can't even agree if she's a rapper or not. Travis hasn't dropped in about to be five years now. So it's like, who's that? Who are you playing for rap? Gunna, I guess. But he's in jail at the moment. Might get a yeah, single every now and then from somebody like Future Kodak. But and that's the other thing, like that's not about to be number one for real. What you mean? I mean, like they songs. That's not about to be chart dominant. They were number one every once in a while. Future and Kodak. Future is chart dominant, sure, definitely. I mean, Wait for You was right. fucking massive. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah. was that even rap though? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, yeah. See, you get the point. Yeah, are these artists just going outside of the genre and finding that they're having their most, their biggest success there, and realizing, like, okay, maybe I can just chill here in this pocket. I feel like what you mentioned, Gunna, like that's kind of a thing too. Just the whole legal aspect, like it's a lot of people getting locked up for lyrics right now. Like Gunna, that's kind of the only thing that they have him in jail for and he's been there for I don't know how many weeks now so I don't know between the rappers that have rapped about the shit they have going on like them being booked and then you know like what Chance mentioned earlier like jokingly but it's got to be a fact like artists kind of pivoting their content away from a lot of shit and having to try and find new shit to rap about or even just abandon the genre as a whole could also 
probably be influencing it. But do you agree with the sentiment that there's like a revolutionary kind of thing coming or something is around the corner? Yeah. I said what this do you think is cooked? Ago, I don't think I don't think the revolutionary thing is like he mentioned streaming. I don't think the revolutionary thing is a like source or a product. I think it's the genre evolving. Like a bunch of niggas making wait for use or like uh, using their rap ability to go into the pop lane. Like rap as just the genre that gets you on. I don't, I think that's done for a minute. So this this is interesting. I just brought up the year-end charts for basically the past 10 years for Billboard starting in 2013. And I'm just going to ring off. This is only rap songs. So I'm going to ring off sort of the top five rap songs of each year. And we'll look at, like, I think we, we'll look at sort of both the evolution and just have these been true rap songs. So starting off with 2013, number one, can you guess? It was uh, Malcolm Moore, Thrift Shop. And then number two was Malcolm Moore, Can't Hold Us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was of the whole year of 2013, by the way, for, for rap songs. And there was Holy Grail, Jay Z, and Justin Timberlake. Started from the bottom, Drake. And then Feel This Moment, Pitbull, Christina Aguilera. And I guess this is six but and seven, but these are the only true rap songs on here. Fucking Problems with ASAP. And then Love Me with like Lil Wayne, Drake, and Future. So, was this really a rap year? Is Malcolm Moore rap? I don't know. Is Jack Carlo rap? <laughs> <laughs> the, imme- um, the immediate comparison. I mean... 2014 top song was Fancy, Iggy Azalea. Again, another Pitbull song, Timber. Eminem and Rihanna, The Monster, Black Widow, Iggy Azalea, Anaconda, Nicki Minaj, 2015. But, like, what is it for 2021? Because, like, these are super poppy records, so... That's what I'm saying. See you again. I'm just going to ring off the number one. See You Again, Trap Queen, Watch Me by Silent Toe in 2015. I'm going to skip to like 2018. <laughs> Silent Toe really had a 2018 was God Plan, I Like It, Cardi B and Bad Bunny, In My Feelings, Drake, Psycho, Post Malone, Nice for What, Drake. Like these these quote-unquote rap Wait, songs were never rap Bunny songs song? at the top of the charts. You mean Cardi B and Bruno Mars? Cardi B, Bad Money, and J Balvin. I like it. Remember that oh, song? Oh, yeah. I like it, yeah. Oh, the finesse was the joint with Bruno Mars. 2019, Old Town Road, Post Malone and Sway Lee, Sunflower, Wild Post Malone, Truth Hurts, Lizzo, Sicko Mode, Travis Scott. Like, come on, man. Like, at no point in hip-hop history, I mean, the only one, The Box, like, in 2021, I would call that, like, a rap song, like, The Box, Rockstar, The Baby, Life is Good, Future and Drake. But then you go back to the same shit. Like, what? Who is Rock? Who is Arizona? Zervis, Roxanne, What's Poppin', Jack Harlow, Savage, Wap, Twenty Twenty One, Top Song was Mood, Twenty Four K Golden, Up was Three by Cardi B. Using Billboard is kind of too much of an extreme. Because <laughs> Billboard is just gonna celebrate the whitest rap, popest, yeah. poppiest shit. Yeah. No, this is literally the top I'm song. This is the Billboard, top chart, but like. There were chart topping like rap songs that were like hot in those years, like Money Trees and like that type of shit in 2013 was going crazy at the same time as Mac Lowe. That was a chart topper? I don't know if it was a chart topper, but it's like the same like feel without the validation of Billboard. Billboard, It does give a great feel. Billboard charts don't matter, essentially, 
Like, what are they really? I agree, but I'm saying they, if we're talking I'm, about how else do you measure sales, the top songs? Billboard yeah, charts aren't based on sales. The Billboard chart rap hit is going to happen oh. forever. Like, that's going to always happen. But what's like the money? See, I didn't know that. Like, rap hit right now. Like, there's none of that. Like, well, yeah, that's definitely none of that. Because Good Kid, Mad City, they just—I mean, its anniversary was the other day. It was the first rap album. Maybe first album ever no, to stay on the Billboard 200 for 10 years. So it's like... Nobody really gone for that, though. Like, niggas either going for TikTok viral sounds, or they're going for, um, like, Playboy Cardi, like, eccentric, sort of, you know, not, not rap in, in any traditional sense. I mean, I think it's unfair to say that. There was a stat the other day that what hundred thousand songs are released every day, so it's out there. It's just a matter you can definitely say in terms of what's getting signed, what's getting pushed. There's a lot of the Playboy Cardi type stuff, um, the viral type stuff, but the generational shift. Like, I don't know. I do still. Th- I still do believe in Taj's theory of like. We just got to give a little bit more time for the kids to get a little bit more creative and just like get so sick of this shit that they want to flip it on its head in the same way that kind of Cardi did to our blog era rap and not Cardi's just alone, but you know, him and the luckies and all the SoundCloud rappers kind of did to the blog era of rap. Um, So maybe, maybe the kids will get creative and do the same. I don't. I have a little bit of hope. I think it's cooked, but I don't think it's fully cooked. The genre. I don't. I don't think it's cooked. I think it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that as a bad thing. It evolving as multiple genres. I think that's pretty good. Like we basically the niggas created at the end of our niggas created the most compatible genre of music. Like you can literally infuse rap with any other genre of music and it works. That's a. That's pretty good to me. That's fair. Niggas don't need lyrical. I'll take it. Um. Yeah, anything else though? Not that I can think of. Not, not that I can think of. Taj, close it out with your unheard. Uh, I got a filthy and the Lucy Man shine for you. Podcast over, dog.